I haven't done any of the 23 and me. Maybe we are related, right? <laughs> We're all... Uh, There's always hope. It's not a, not a common last name. I, just, I think it's just a bunch of people lived by the Shannon River at one point in Ireland, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> that's a great intro for you. Uh, today, <laughs> we've got our guest, a uh, third-time guest on the show, Alex Shannon. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Eat, Pray, Judge. As always, it's me, Gabe Pacheco, joined by... Sammy Hamarne. Yeah. So, uh, we... Um, we decided today that we were gonna we were gonna you know watch a, a movie about high school coming of age a coming of age flick from the nineties yeah. yeah dazed and confused and uh, before we get into that you know how's everybody been this week pretty good good yeah. long week long yeah. week TGIF <laughs> <laughs> on my end <laughs> that's right I was in a, well you know it's like ninety it was ninety degrees yesterday in uh, New York uh, and or what, the day before that and yeah. then right, um, yeah. two days and then it was like fifty yeah right the day before totally and uh, <laughs> the day and, before you know, tomorrow exactly yeah so there we Back go it is like the day after tomorrow um, in real life here where uh, it's October but um, <laughs> I know the weather is insane people can go to the beach. And I was in uh, Vermont right before that. I was up in uh, Burlington. Leafing? Were you leafing? I went on a pilgrimage, a hodge, to uh, <laughs> where where my Lord and Savior was mayor, where Bernie Sanders was doing Amazing. things. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> uh, before his time in the Senate. And it was pretty cool to go up there. How is he? Wait, uh, you know, like... thoughts and prayers. I think right? he's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I, so I watch all these viral videos of him just like uh in like Dave and Buster's just continuing to make baskets. You know. <laughs> but he like, just had like a heart thing, didn't he? Sure, he did. did he he had, had like stents in his heart? Yeah, but My I think My dad has that though. He's fine. Totally. I mean, really <laughs> I it, it's just what is it? It's a traffic jam Dad's in your fine. arteries. Dads are fine. Dads are fine. Yeah. He's sure. Fine. You get a stent, you take some Lipitor, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Lipitor's for he's cholesterol. Still, he's though, just no? a little bit Cold. He's going to be like a little bit cold all the time from his blood thinners now. He's just sure. wearing an extra sweater. Exactly. That's all. Well, cholesterol is what causes the clogs <laughs> in the heart. So it's true. Uh, yeah. That's what happened. And then you got to wear, yeah, a little park, like a parka wherever you go. Yeah. Just some thermals. Yeah. Sure. I keep telling my dad I'm going to have to FDR him. Just oh, like yeah? Throw a blanket on him wherever he's at. <laughs> <laughs> just get him a flat blanket wherever he's sitting. Is that. No, that sounds great. That That's adorable. I don't know. FDR your pops? Yeah. It's like, well, are you going to put him on a highway or are you going <laughs> to swaddle yeah. him in blankets? As long as he's indoors mm, or a place that's ramp accessible, he should good be fine. Being. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that was that was fun. I was in Vermont and I went to this great place called like the uh, Farmhouse uh, Grill and Tap House and I, I got a hamburger with, um, with uh, pho gras on it. <laughs> Oh so God. how about Can that? you say that again for us? Foie gras. Sure. Yeah. Are people, what do you, people are trying do you, to get that like No, no, that's good. I don't like outlawed, pronunciation right? in French. People are trying to get that outlawed. They've and, been doing that for years. everybody who's half French is like, how fucking dare you? Sure. It's like a life force in France. It's like people's livelihood. Yeah, yeah. but they're like, what about the geese or whatever? Who right. Is, well, what well, is it? When you think about how it's it gets duck. made. It's duck. Yeah. yeah. You Have know? you seen videos of how it gets made? No, but in my head, there's Ew. this cartoon of how it gets made and there's a funnel involved. <laughs> oh, no. It's, yeah, it's like a... It's yeah, a, much better. Have you seen videos on how no. it, how it gets made? No. Oh, man. <laughs> Ew. They're just trying to fatten up the liver. I'm a pescatarian. So okay. Mostly because I just don't... I, meat is kind of gross to me. I'm like, ew. Yicky. I think about that, too, but then <laughs> yeah. no matter what you eat... There's the plastic particles that keep breaking down in the ocean water, but that so don't, true. but that don't um, actually biodegrade. Oh, and every once in a while, I just get a chicken nugget because I'm like, "Fuck it, we're all gonna die." You That's know what I mean? The meat you choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When it's time we're gonna talk to, about where I came nuggets. from. Okay, we're gonna talk about my hometown when we talk about this movie. And yeah, there's a reason. Oh, this is gonna be good. Varying mm-hmm. opinions. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, so this movie came out in the 90s, 93, 93 which we've covered so many times. Uh, but I don't know if there's anything new to say about it other than I was in high school. So I saw this nice. movie in high school. 93? I guess. I don't know. I saw this movie in high school. So, you know, that's what I'm going to say. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I was a, I don't know, freshman? Who knows? Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. I was like Mitch Kramer. Yeah. yeah Did you have the hair? No, I didn't. I had curly hair, so I couldn't couldn't do that. You couldn't. Yeah, where were you, Sammy? Do you remember? Um, yeah, probably the same age you were. Yeah, since we're the same age. <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, that's why I said high school. I don't right. know if you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eighth grade. Being, uh, I watched this movie in the theater. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, me cool. and my buddy uh, snuck out. Not really snuck out because it was still like eight o'clock. Uh, watch it on MacArthur Avenue. It's old. The old Odeon Theater in DC, with a bag of weed. Nice. You yeah. just like held it. No, we had, in, we had it in our pockets, our sweat pockets, sweatpants nice. pockets. Nice. Um, Sick. Yeah, we were all excited to see a movie about uh, what we thought was about just a bunch of high school kids smoking weed, which I mean, fundamentally it was. Yeah, I would say so. I was born in 1994. Nice. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a glimmer in my mother's eye at this time, um, but I thought it was it's very fun to watch movies like this. And see that it's 70s by way of the 90s. Like, you can tell there's, like, some 90s styling happening in the 70s styling. Yes. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but, like, you could tell it was definitely, like, influenced by the era that it was in. Do well, you mean film-wise or just, like, dress-wise? I, I mean, like, the costuming, yeah. Most, oh, right. most of, like, the styling and the costuming and, like, the way that some of the hair was, like, working out. Yeah. It was clearly... The 70s by way of the 90s, which is kind of fun. And the jeans. Yeah. Well, and I saw that she had, like, the braided the braided belt over the jeans sideways, which was, like, a thing that I was very into in, like, the early 2000s. Okay. You know? I think Things it's... Things like that. It's, uh... I think that, um... The 90s and the 70s have more in common than maybe the 90s and the 2000s. Because maybe. everything before 90, uh, 99, there'd be no cell phones. That's true. And uh, just less, and like anything pre the internet just feels like it would be, uh, like life would be more the same. Yeah, definitely. I was speaking mostly about the fashion. The fashion. The fashion itself. Oh, and I think that also this film may have sparked that, but there was uh, was a look back to the 70s. Yeah, and there is now too, which I love. So this is all, and like the music was amazing. Yeah. In this movie. So for anybody that hasn't seen Days and Confused, this uh, this is a meandering film. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a it's almost plotless, and that's it's a, really true. It's a look back at the last day of school in 1976 for a group of kids in the suburbs in Texas, and we have several groups that all start uh, the day, and then they have to, to figure out where uh, they're going to have the first party of the summer. Uh, you know, so it's from morning to about midnight. And along the way, we see them experience the rites of passage from middle school to high school and from junior high school to, uh, to uh, senior year. And there's a stellar ensemble cast. Yeah. Directed by Richard Linkletter. Right. Who is a, a Texas native and sort of films most of his movies in Texas. That makes a lot of sense. He got sued by three of his uh, high school buddies who claimed that he used their likeness without asking them. <laughs> it's a nice little money grab. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
So first time viewing. Gabe, your first time seeing this? No, I saw no, this movie school, right? in high school. This is the first time I saw this movie, but it felt very familiar. Uh huh. Yeah, like my 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 suburban high school was sort of. It was like thirty minutes from Philadelphia proper, and then like thirty minutes from just fields. So we had a big mix of like sort of rich farm kids in a weird way, like rich kids that lived out sort of more in the rural areas, and then like kids that live closer to Philly. And so there was a lot of like, what are you going to do? The whole like, what are you guys going to do? I don't know, drive around. That was definitely like a part of my high school experience, which is getting hyped up on like monster energy drinks, just walking around the neighborhood and like knocking things over. Yeah. Which is horrible to say, but it was, there was nothing else to do. Uh, so much car culture in this movie. Yes. The car is like your, your hangout space. It's your clubhouse. Definitely. It's your living room. I love those cars from the seventies, the big muscle cars. Yeah, they're kind of awesome, and they were able to do like a weird like chase scene through a neighborhood with them in like the first ten minutes of the movie. That was kind of awesome. Oh right, I was kind of not on board with the movie until that happened. I'm not gonna lie, I was like, "What the fuck is this about? How many characters are in this? Why is there 28 people I'm getting introduced to?" But then they had the car chase scene, and I was like, "Okay, I'm in." (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie, something for everyone. Yeah. I love a good chase. Yeah, so uh, so it being in the seventies, there's just a bunch of reckless things that happen that probably wouldn't exist today. Like yeah. the uh, like one, all of the reckless car chases. I think <laughs> yeah. we live in like a more litigious society now. So like you know, you, you'd be worried about um, your car insurance, like scuffing your car or uh, being caught on film doing something like that. Maybe, yeah. You know? I still know. I still know people who like did donuts in like the park parking lot. Yeah, after midnight sure. or whatever, you know, and then you just had to like get out of there before anybody called the cops or something. There was a lot of Texas justice in this movie. Everyone, How so? Guns were pulled on children. Oh. <laughs> Pulling a gun on a minor. Yeah. That, old man, that old man. That old man was also drunk. Like, let's be honest. Sure. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, illegal drinking age eighteen in this movie. So yeah, yeah that was also that was fun. I think that was a nationwide thing though at that point. Yeah, I don't think that yeah. uh, drinking age um, went up to 21 until 1982 or 83. So, yeah. They, think... Yeah, Jersey notoriously had it at 18 for, like, much longer than it should have, I think. Yeah. And so that was that was a big part of, like, my parents' generation was like, yeah, we'd go to Jersey, get the, be- get the beer, and then come back. And so that was, like, I don't know. I think that contributed to the party... Yeah. image of New Jersey. There was this episode of Family Ties I remember watching where Alex P. Keaton turns 18 and he wants to go to Wheeling, West Virginia because the drinking age is lower. Oh. And so uh, his mom's like trying Wheeling, to see Meredith, Meredith Baxter Bernie's trying to stop him <laughs> from going to West Virginia and he ends up going there anyway and getting drunk. It's a, it's a whole thing. And I remember watching that as a little kid and being like, what? Like drinking ages are different in different states? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, also no seatbelts in this movie at all. Nope. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I I didn't notice that. I feel like the drinking age should be 18 or even 16, and the uh, age to get a license should be like 25. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of drunk kids without cars. No, you're right. Mm -hmm. Then uh, drunk kids with weapons of mass destruction. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, seriously. Flying down streets. Seriously. Um, A detail that I noticed that I really want to to bring up just right away is like almost within, I think, like the first five minutes, there's a a tag, like a graffiti tag that says, eat more possum. Yeah. (laughs) 
which I love. <laughs> I noticed that. Yeah, like it's supposed to be eat more pussy, but then they weren't able to like put that smart on screen probably because it was a high school, right? Yeah. No, I'm sure they could have put it, but I think that was kind of. Like Do you a, think? Like a what was this rated? Step. Was this rated R? R. There was yeah. a lot of fucks. In okay, it. So, this is a definite hard R. Yeah. yeah. I guess I don't. I don't. Hear more for the uh, more mouth. for the partying, I think, than anything else. Probably like, language too. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think that was probably like a '70s like uh, pop culture. Thing. Like thing, yeah, yeah where it was like a equivalency stuff that said like bullshirt instead of oh, bullshit. Oh right. Or, or what was the eighties one? Like the I shot Jr. shirts. Just like some pop culture <laughs> stuff. I and thought I, that was amazing. Though. I noticed that. That made me laugh. But that's the thing is everyone in in my mind. It, it, I read eat more pussy. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. that was fun. I, read that. I thought that was fun. Yeah, it's um. So uh, so this is a like I think everybody who watches this movie thinks back to their own high school experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you're comparing your high school to, to this movie. And uh, I was just thinking, like, right off the bat, like, which, uh, which, which, there's so many kids, right? We brought up there's all the so different characters. characters. So there's so it's many like different 25. ones to, like, identify with. And, uh, but the the star of this movie is Pink, I guess. Yeah. We could, that's we could say how Randy Floyd. Yeah. yeah. Pink because of Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Richard Linkletter was a, he was the second string quarterback for his high school. Like later was yeah yeah so maybe that Pink is kind of like who who he was in real life right yeah I mean everyone was loosely based off his childhood he said yeah that makes sense and he uh, he's he's I think as a character he's got the uh, maybe this is a plot device but he seems to have like the highest social intelligence in the room yeah he he can be friends with everybody mm-hmm. you know even though he's the quarterback he can hang out with like the the uh, school newspaper kids mm-hmm. and the stoners right and, social uh, chameleon yeah yeah definitely the floater. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and his big thing is that he's supposed to like take an oath uh, by the end of the day. I know that was oh, great. Right. He's, he's like, sign- "No, yeah. man, you can take that. I might play ball, but I'm never signing this, man." Yeah, he's that, this is amazing. That was like, the moral turmoil in this movie. And it was, I know. It was just, I mean, like you said, you, you know, there wasn't really a plot, and that was the one. That was the big, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the the enemy. Was that piece of paper that kept getting thrown at him? Right. Do your own thing. Flaunt the rules. Be an individual. That's right. You know, it's all about it's all about my personal journey, man. Yeah. So so he's like not those old people who are like, we would love to see the football team do well, and he's like, (laughs) fuck you, man. Right. right. They're (laughs) like, like, I want to get drunk. (laughs) This is the only thing that we do on the weekends here. Where's this accent (laughs) going? Old people accent. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like to me. <laughs> this is the uh, the ageist accent that we're just going to throw out for the yeah. rest of Eat, Pray, Judge. The down to cancel Abby. me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Ran- Randy, he's he's and he seems to be a decent guy. Like he's not a big bully, even though he hangs out with the bullies. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't spank that kid when given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He doesn't seem to be like a player, even though he's got several options on the table. Yeah. He made out with a couple, two different girls. He did. And he had, and he had a girlfriend. And then he was like, wait, don't you have a girlfriend? He's like, wait, yeah, what's her name? <laughs> like, almost yeah. forgot it. I almost forgot her. He sure. didn't talk to her like the whole movie. <laughs> Again, pre-AIDS, pre-social media. Fair enough. <laughs> oh. So, if they're not in the room, it didn't happen. You can kiss, sure. you can kiss somebody. Not in the, in the woods. Nobody... In that part of the woods, at least, it what didn't happen. In the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a part of my high school experience. Making too. out in the woods. Yeah, like it was a lot of. That. There was a lot of people that I knew that lost their virginity in the woods, and I was like, that just sounds disgusting. Like me, elves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Or rodents. <laughs> <laughs> 
rodents. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, possum style. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Eat more possum, everybody. We used to make out like a sewer tunnel at uh, Glover Park. That's Ooh, right. I remember a that. Sewer tunnel? Yeah. <laughs> that was actually uh, really that we just said. There, yeah, there was, it was like a you know. A rain tunnel. Yeah. That was uh, where I I think I smoked weed there. I never uh, decided to make out in like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lair. (laughs) Three three couples making out in different parts of the world. Oh, God. Yeah. All right, everybody. Creepy like make out parties. (laughs) Pair pair off. Give everybody pair up. (laughs) Totally knew how to treat a woman back then. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, nobody had a place to go and everybody was into it. It's (laughs) That's 1000% accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, high school. What a what a wild ride. I know. Uh, <laughs> I kind of I kind of was bummed though that there wasn't more about like the, I mean obviously there wasn't more about the girls side of things. Like they had a couple of moments where like the girls were zipping up their jeans with like pliers. That was kind of fun. But like otherwise, it was just kind of like, oh hey, can I get one of those beers? All right, we're out of here. See you later. Yeah, that was it, like the whole they, female. I feel like that was everybody though. I don't. I mean. I mean, I don't know. I just we you followed the the dudes a lot more. Sure. There was like a hundred men in this movie. Yeah, and and really, like, I'd say girls. if you're gonna have two prote- you'd have two protagonists in this movie, and they would be, I think, uh, Linkletter at different points in his own life, and one of them was Pink, yeah, who's uh, transitioning from junior year to, to senior year, and it's like, what does that mean to right. like be almost be an adult to be mm-hmm. at the top of the food chain? And then Mitch, right. who is like the younger version of him, who's the the baseball pitcher transitioning from middle school to high school. Yeah. And go, being the biggest fish in high school to being like at the bottom of the rung. Yeah. And, uh. Definitely. And then the, and like, yeah, so it is a guy's story. And in, I feel like this movie could be remade and they could do the ladies version and follow a, like the Parker Posey character. That'd be fun. You know? And, yeah. Because they were doing their own thing. We just didn't see it. You know? Yeah. And I think that that kind of contributed, though. I don't know. Like, I think that there was a reason. Because it was just kind of like, what do girls do when we're not around them? I don't know. It's confusing, <laughs> man. You know, like, uh, it seemed a little bit... Less, but not... It did... This movie know? didn't um, pass the Bechtel test? No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did like the one, um, like, Annie-style character. What, yeah. That girl? Oh, Marissa Rubisi. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Giovanni. I was yeah. going to say, you could do it from her point of view. She was she was kind of fun hanging out with the dudes and being they were like talking about bigger because that that was definitely like more my crew in yeah. high school it was like you guys think God's real like <laughs> just like hanging out you know the the journalist squad yeah right. the journalist squad but yeah. it was like the, the theater early, nerds yeah talking yeah. about like yeah I don't know if they and shit. I don't the know early if they application were. kids <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know if they were what they were but I remember right at the beginning uh, they referenced the two guys as uh, Woodward and Bernstein which were right. the two reporters that um uh broke the uh the Watergate scandal mm-hmm. so I was like oh maybe they maybe that's what they do I, I, that's what I got too that they were like part of the school newspaper or something but I love that crew of three and I think in high school I identified with them quite a bit yeah right <laughs> you know and uh, I wonder now like at the Watching this as a kid, uh, one I loved Annie Girl. She, I had a big crush on uh, like redhead, a redhead with a fro. <laughs> that was such a specific look. I was like, damn, Very, okay. And she actually uh, she walked she, around in the nineties like that. Okay, she got two. She's got two kids in real life with Beck. So she was. Uh, she went on Beck to, the singer. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And Good for her. She's twins with uh, Giovanni Rabisi, mm-hmm. who was. Um, in um, uh, what is the movie Saving Private Ryan? Okay. That boiler room. <laughs> bang bang! I'm am making that like mime a finger gun. That shotgun is amazing. <laughs> He's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, 
And so, oh, so that's okay. funny that uh, that her and her brother are uh, both movie stars mm-hmm. or in cool. movies. And yeah, then, I liked her. Who else was in that crew? There was uh, Anthony Rapp. He looks so creepy with long hair. I'm sorry. I, I recognize his face, but I don't know what I know he's him from. He's from Rent. The original Rent. Rent. Yeah. He's, a, he's a musical he's theater boy. Okay. And Adam uh, Goldberg. And Adam Goldberg. He was great. Yeah, also, he, was, he was great in this. Yeah. He was also in Saving Private Ryan. He was. He's, oh. So that's how this all connects, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people that work together in various movies after this one, too. Well, there's a hundred people in this movie, so, I mean, they're bound yeah. to. That's right? kind of why I wanted to f- stick with, like, crews to start. And yeah, hop definitely. from crew to crew, so this m- makes sense to anybody listening to it. Definitely. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, I, like, I like those little reporter... Those little reporter nerds. And he, like, gets in a fight with a Nazi? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> that was just, like, a really small sea line. Then he was like, hey, fuck you, man. And then gets his ass beat. Well, they, yeah, they all wanted... So the three of them decided that they wanted to live their lives because they seem really bookish. Like, they're two in their heads and they don't like to actually engage in the things. Yep. And uh, <laughs> they were like, let's get in a fight. Let's uh, hook up with somebody. You know, let's get drunk. And they end up going to the party and doing all that stuff. And, um, Hell yeah. and I really, I think as a kid, I, I thought, oh, it sucks that he got beat up at the end of this, mm-hmm. but now rewatching it, uh, he was asking for it. I mean, yeah, and he, he wanted it as a, his own rite of passage was to getting his ass kicked was his like entry. I got man. in a fight. Yeah. yeah. It's his badge of honor. Right. You know, at the end I re this is the first time I saw it and, and was like, or recognized when he said, uh, this is like what Hemingway did. Right guys. Oh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But uh, did you you guys ever get bullied as kids? Yeah, I got bullied, like, actually pretty bad. But it was mostly because I would insert myself into situations because, like, someone else was getting bullied. Mm-hmm. And then I would try to be the, like, I don't know. Like a human shield? Yeah, a little bit. Like, being like, hey, fuck you. Because I was always friends with, like, really quiet people. I still am. I feel like I'm friends with a lot of, like, introverts. And so they wouldn't say anything. But then, so I would say something, and then I would start shit, and then yeah. I got bullied for it. Uh, I don't think Clint was wrong in because uh, he he was running his mouth. Yeah, when he said it smells like pot over here, geez, or whatever he yeah. said, like he was just asking to get his ass kicked. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, would a stoner really get that fucking amped on somebody? Like he must have been coked out too or something that seems a little <laughs> bit off brand. <laughs> right, a lot of beer. Like he couldn't wait to take his shirt off. That's so true. Yeah, I didn't know why he ripped his shirt off to try to like, like fight him. He didn't have the best home life. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was a little homoerotic too. Sure, let's, sure, let's sure. To be honest. Well, yeah, this is a, a decent amount of homoeroticism in this movie. There really was. Sure. Well, it, this is very boys will be boys and girls will be girls throughout the film. I truly you know? don't understand male culture. That's also what this movie taught me. So I was like, I mean, that's a that's one. You want to beat up on someone, and then it's like, yeah, and then you get them drunk, and then your friends. What sure. The fuck. Well, I think every culture has its own uh, rites of initiation. We can hop I into guess, that. That's like, true. Uh, rites, rites of passage in this. Uh, so both the men and the women have their own like ways to join the club, mm-hmm. and it's. T- <laughs> I like laugh so hard at uh, at the terror that the the football players and the uh, juniors were mm-hmm. instilling in the middle schoolers driving out in front of their school and being like, we're going to get you guys. Oh my God. Right yeah. They three. just made an announcement and the teacher was like, well, he, <laughs> like, he actually laughed. He was like, okay, cool. Right. Well, he was a Vietnam vet, so he knows what it, what it means to go through the shit. 
you know? So. <laughs> his, his rite of passage into becoming a man was uh, seeing Nom. half of his platoon die in right. Danang. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, that felt more like college. I don't know. Maybe maybe in the, in the 70s it was more like that. But I felt I was like, it feels like this was this was about. I don't know. Yeah, it's more like frat initiation frat and like sor- and like sorority initiation with like the binkies and like airy girls, all that shit. Well, I wonder if um, you know, childhood has been extended longer and longer. Uh the more mm-hmm. you get to the more contemporary we get. So like in the 70s maybe it was just you know, people were driving drunk. People were getting it like I think it was more socially acceptable. That's fair. To be Yeah, there was like, that one moment where he where um he, I forget what the character's name was when he goes like, um, it seems like the whole community is down with like these things. He's like, they're selling concessions. <laughs> I don't remember when the girls are all like terrorizing the other girl. He's like, they have use of the parking lot. Yeah. Everyone seems to be into it. Like what's going on? That's hilarious. That was the, kind of cool. I wanted them to cut to like a Dominican dude selling shaved ice, <laughs> yeah. like outside of a Bronx high school. That Just, genuinely like... made me laugh. Yeah. That like weird meta, like everybody's okay with this. Yeah. Like <laughs> helados, helados. And yeah. Then... <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's wild. I loved that, uh, ladies initiation mm-hmm. into high school. Yeah. <laughs> Parker Posey is my, is probably my favorite comedic actress. Okay. So when what she, else has she been in? She was in uh party girl and she's been in uh, best in show and, uh, all of the, um, guest films. Okay. So I need to see best in show. That's yeah. one of those movies that I've been meaning to watch for a long time. But uh, but I feel like she never got that the mainstream success. Mm. But she's like, re- she's got the best lines in this. Like, I'm I'm gonna smack that face off your head, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she's good. Yeah, real mean. Her. Re- she's great at being both mean and likable, and she's paralleled by, I guess, on the guy side, O'Banion. Oh my god! Played by everybody's favorite Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this is maybe Ben Affleck's truest form. I was gonna say that he he was feels he, he was cast a, lo- a lot in that sort of role. He was that in Mallrats, just like a, a he was a, a psycho, yeah, and uh, over the top, angry and and, and acty in this one. It was yeah. actually uncomfortable to watch him. It was how a much lot. odd pleasure he got from him and his whipping, bangs, just whipping just little boys' around. butts. <laughs> yeah. He was like super into it. Very rage problems. Sure, sure. And he uncomfortable uh, to watch. A little sexual, like yeah, it was just very much. A little sexual, yeah, very. He looked, <laughs> he looked three quarters around <laughs> throughout the like the Ooh. course of that that whole yeah. movie until he got paint dumped on his head. Gross. Yeah, he's uh, and he's a he's a second time senior. He failed out right. right to to be a senior again. So this is a guy who's scared to become the the, the Mitch of the real world. Right. You True. Know? He's the guy that I think people hang out with because they have to, but nobody actually likes him. Yeah, he's just like so scary that you're like he. And he said, I think in one thing, he's like, yeah, he's but he's good to have like blocking for you or something. He's I mean, good to have on your side, so he, he we all kind of deal with him. And right. this made me think a lot about like uh, sports culture in high school too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there when you're on a team with somebody for that season, it just seems you have to hang out with these like Definitely. mongoloids because they're like part of your. He probably they, had they a head injury from the football that he's playing, <laughs> and that's why he's a psychopath. No. <laughs> and that's how I felt like in high school, like the kids that were on the soccer and lacrosse teams, mm-hmm. like I was down with a couple of them, but then they, during the season had to be down with these like complete sociopaths right. or like 
just dumb as rocks, mm-hmm. like uh, knuckle dragging dudes. And uh, O'Banion is that for sure. And you got him there. And uh, it, but... I was surprised that he was defeated so kind of like early on in the movie. I was like, oh, I still have like an hour of this movie left, and they already defeated the bully. Like, <laughs> right. What else is going on? You yeah, know, most like pacifist way, we just dump pain on him, and that's it. Well, yeah. his night's ruined. Yeah. You know, he's got to go home. True. He's got a Pantene Pro V his hair or like perk plus it, get all that white <laughs> no. paint out. And also Thanks. the inside of his car is wrecked too because he's getting into the car. I thought like, that was like one of the first things I thought too. I was like, why would you get back in your car? You're all wet. You like, know, walk no. home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't get the car tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus. How big is this town that you right. can't walk? Yeah, and uh, and then where we've got O'Banion, and then the guy who's the who's the other one who's a huge star? Oh, in real life, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, who's another Hell version yeah. of this. Uh, not he's I wanted not a more. Bully. I wanted twenty five percent more Matthew McConaughey in this movie. Oh, thirty two percent more. Yeah, exactly. They actually had to cut a decent amount of his scenes because his dad passed away uh, when they started filming. So Sad. He had to, he had oh to, like, no. He had to arrange and set up the funeral and take care of all that stuff. Oh no! I mean, he is With a actually. Bowl cut? That's so sad. <laughs> that, that, that thin whisp, whisper of a mustache. <laughs> a little dirt stash for he, sure. I mean, he was from, from Texas. This movie took place in like a smaller town, but it was obviously filmed in Austin, Texas. So mm-hmm. this is kind of not a tremendous stretch for him, but you could tell. This is where he coined, all right, all right, all right. Yep. He just like, he said it as he pulled up to talk to A couple of different times. Annie. Yeah, he's got uh, so many quotable lines in this. So many. Uh, people, you know, this, you know how like when people watch Austin Powers or yeah. like a Borat yeah. movie and they're like, my life or like, uh, yeah, baby or some right. nonsense. Ugh. Like this is, you know, uh, they, I'm old and they stay the same age. That's. That was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it's was also a big the, one. Uh, the most meme memorable line, like, you got a joint? Nah. Be a lot cooler well, if, if you did. did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a, you watch Days of Confused in high school? No. You're a lot cooler. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. It's amazing. But he yeah. was such a natural. I mean, you can see that you know certain actors that have that are more talented than the others. Definitely. I mean, you know why Affleck they is pop. not regarded as a great actor? <laughs> um, not to say that this is a, you know the peak of his his acting career or no. prowess, but he's he sucks in this one bad. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. uh, you get Parker Posey, who's a tremendously talented, yeah, comedic actor. So Matthew mean. McConaughey. Yeah. yeah. Adam Goldberg is great. Yeah. Sure. Um, Matthew rap- McConaughey had a pa- a Black Panther tattoo on his forearm in this too, yeah. which is like so bizarre but, to round out that character like that and just be like, wait, what? But he what probably didn't understand the social connotation. He was probably just like, Panthers are cool, man. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I got a muscle car. I don't yeah. Cats. <laughs> Rock. My car's black. My tattoo is black. <laughs> um, one thing they didn't talk about at all in this film was uh, any, any racial Yeah, there was only issues. like one black guy. That was part of the friend group. Right. I think they just avoided uh, that subject matter altogether because, you know, you're in small town Texas in the 70s. He's like, yeah, we were pretty racist, but I'm going to cut that part out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cut that part out. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe they were on the other side of town. Like you never really met them unless you were playing uh, football against them. Or with them. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. They also know Mexicans. There's like no Latinos in this part of Texas at that time. Yeah. Maybe he was part of like a sundown town. Like. Sure. You know? I feel, it's yeah, fucking was, scary in the seventies. I, I saw a couple of what I would assume were Latin actors, like in like you know the, the pool hall, and then I, I feel like the kid that tried to fight Adam Goldberg's character was well, he was more of a greaser, but he he, he appeared. Clint? Uh, he kind of yeah. looked like uh, Issei Morales from um, <laughs> from La Bamba. Yeah, but then he immediately framed him as a, a, Nazi. a Nazi. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah. A Latin Nazi? I'm going to be as cutting as possible <laughs> and uh, degrade somebody. <laughs> I feel like saying Nazi was one of the colloquialisms that you use. <laughs> uh, Maybe. 
Well, uh, yeah, I remember in that going back to that bullying scene. It's like I remember. I I feel like uh, Goldberg's strategy of like get one good hit in and people will break it up. Oh I, yeah, I remember that because like when I was in seventh grade, there was like this ninth, ninth grade bully, and I just gotten these rec specs. We all had to do uh, uh, sports together uh-huh. at the all boys school I was at, and I had rec specs right. So I like these dope goggles. And uh, yeah, they were so great. Fun. And, like, <laughs> so fun. And I had just taken them off and put my regular glasses on. And this kid was like, yo, look, think fast. And I looked over and he like whizzed a ball at my head. And uh, it like didn't break, but really damaged my glasses, my, my normal ones. I was so pissed. And I was like, well, okay, as long as I get one. Uh, he's like got 100 pounds on me, but I got to get like one good hit. In. <laughs> oh, my God. And he was seated, so I like stood up and like went over and like got the Goldberg swing on him. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I closed my eyes, and I, you know, when like you get hit by a wave at the beach <laughs> yeah. and you're like knocked off your feet. He oh, grabbed no. me, and I was like in the air for an interminable <gasps> amount of time, just like ah. And then like I get slammed <laughs> on the wrestling mat, and right before he could land a punch, the other kids were like back up, and that was it. And so like it worked. So when Goldberg was saying this, I was like. Hey, that is a That's viable real. strategy. <laughs> uh, and then nobody bothered me again after that. So I think if I had a kid, I'd be like, yep, you got to hit somebody yeah, hard and one. fast and yeah. take your licks. That's like those were prison lessons. <laughs> <laughs> like the first day in the yard. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, whatever. At least they respected you. Yeah. After That's that, funny. it was done. It's difficult for me to picture that. Sure. Yeah. See, with women, it's all psychological trauma and (laughs) tactics and warfare. And it leaves, I think, more lasting damage to your psyche. Right, right. For real. Well, because you could be friends with somebody after you take licks. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like that part of like male friendship, especially growing up where it's like, okay, we can like have a couple swings at each other and then we're like, okay, we're good, man. Just hug it out. Hug it out, bitch. Like that never yeah, it's like if she fucking degraded like you, your best friend, your mom, how ugly your clothes are, and she told like everyone that you were a slut or whatever. It's like there's no coming back from that. We can't just sure. hug it yeah. out after. No, but then like you kind of like each other, but like secretly. You're like, oh, you I, smile I, around I... each other and like, hey, babe, my god, no, I love your lip gloss. And then you turn around and you're like that fucking cunt. <laughs> like, I will hate you forever. It is, yeah, it's real. It's re- it's real, man. It's real. All Scary. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, but they want to be like the thing is with the bullying is that they want to be part of the bigger group. They yeah. want to get let in. So like at, once you get your licks for both the men, the boys and the girls in this, it's like oh now they can be, now they're able to hang out. Right. So Mitch is able to go and be part of like the football crew, and um, I can't remember his the 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 woman's name, the younger the like. I guess she would have been in eighth grade going into ninth. Oh, yeah. Sabrina. Yeah. I think it's Sabrina who ends up talking to Adam Rapp. Uh huh. Exactly. And then she stands up to the girl and she's like, Airy, freshman. She's all drunk. And she's like, <laughs> no. Like quietly and is like so scared. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to fucking ruin your life, bitch. <laughs> and walked away. I was like, no, for real, though. Like, this she's girl's gonna... like, toast. <laughs> like... Right. The sequel to this is a horror movie like Carrie. Where like, like literally. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. Because like she wouldn't forget. Like the dudes might forget that. Right. But women would never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel so sad for Parker at the end. She's so angry with the world. She is. She's pissed off. Yeah. So that's that's a thing too, you know. I wonder what's gonna like what what's gonna happen to her. Is is high school her peak as well? Probably. You know? The three the three guys that uh, that sued Linklater all still live in the town of Huntsville, Texas. Oh no! 
<laughs> I thought that was kind of a funny. <laughs> also, Ben Affleck's character had to have become a cop, right? Yes. That's all. We, we know that that's oh what that. God. We know what that's. that's, yeah. what, that's yeah. what happened. Well, that's yeah. the only way he gets to keep going to the parties. He goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. he, he gets to hurt people. Oh He's my like, god! I love the scene where Mitch like steals everything that Matthew McConaughey's character had said at the pool hall about like working for the government and like yeah. maybe I'll go back to school, but I like to have some cash in my pocket. And then he goes to the like the liquor store and starts like talking shit and he's like saying the same thing yeah. he says the exact same thing word for word to the cashier yeah the, the, yeah, the clerk's like damn damn right yeah, yeah. Word he's up. so cute he looks like a little Hanson brother and he like tucks his hair behind his ear every five seconds what every a funny five seconds. he had a twist so he, like, he touches the bridge touches, of his, yeah, nose, his so nose so much he, such a bad such a bad job but acting, it's kind of it, I mean that's exactly how the like boys that age act like they have all of these weird twitches when they're talking to people <laughs> that make them nervous. I still have those twitches. Sexual tension. <laughs> yeah, because when he starts talking to that girl, he's like, um. Oh, man and just keeps like <laughs> shrugging and like touching his face and like flipping his hair and she's oh, just like okay <laughs> i think he just kind of let the kid be a 14 year old yeah, yeah probably. you know because he was he's so young in this right. movie he for real is genuinely that age which is kind of nice to see i mean this is the know? same director that did boyhood and literally filmed a, a <laughs> boy <laughs> for 15 years <laughs> i think so uh kind of makes sense fair right? <laughs> he's like uh, you know what i'm not gonna ask you to act i'm just gonna film you from when yeah. from two years old to 70 and I think Linkletter was probably also the Matthew McConaughey character for some time in his life. Like after school, Maybe. he worked on an oil rig. And oh, he did? Oh, did he really? Yeah, and he oh, just read shit. books on this oil rig and then was like, I want to be, I want to make movies. So, so this is he, like a... Wow, that's A Linkletter collage. Yeah. Sure. Well, I think every, you know, when you make a movie, yeah. your first You're saying film, a lot about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like your script and you're, you're able to um, put your life out there. It's really uh, there's so much naturalistic like conversation in this too. Yeah, it is cool. Dialogue wise, like there is no real plot, but there is a lot of vignettes mm-hmm. where everybody gets to be themselves. Like you, like you yeah. almost immediately know who these characters are by like the way the way they talk, the way they act. Yeah. At first, I was like definitely overwhelmed by the amount of characters. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. How am I supposed to keep up with all these motherfuckers? But I think that it. He actually did a great job of balancing it all out by the end where you kind of knew everybody but kind of didn't and you but you got like a vibe of the entire school right yeah and they all knew they were all uh connected in some it felt like a village it felt like right. a right. smurf village yeah. they were like also like the, the characters were so thin within themselves that you didn't really need to Mm-mm. think about them after they were introduced yeah that's fair it was more kind about the, like, the dynamic rather right. than the characters it's themselves the, as a whole right to paint the high school universe kind of in the way that we were talking about how Guy Ritchie and Lockstock and sm- Two Smoking Barrels introduced 19 characters <laughs> in the span of literally eight minutes, each one with their own personal song. <laughs> yeah. And, like, you kind of get it. Like, you don't really need to know that much. Right. You need, like, maybe, like, 25 seconds of information. Like, this one you even needed less. These characters were thin. Stoner, jock. Yeah. Tweener. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. Right. So, like, they, he just set, like, the high school template, you know? Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, but I think that's very realistic because, like, I know we all think that we're special. We're all snowflakes. We no. all have personalities. No. But uh. honestly, like, in high school, everyone is forming their identity. So yeah. you right. are just an – you, like, lean into an archetype. You're like, okay, right. I'll be a stoner this year. Okay, yeah. now, I'm, now I'm the wrestling guy. Right. Like, that's all I like. And right. that's honestly how I felt when I actually went to co-ed school. Like, when I went uh, for, like, my second – Mm-hmm. two years of high school to St. Andrews. It was like, right. everybody was so much dumber. Everybody was like a Saved by the Bell archetype. Right. Whereas when, yeah. at all boys school, it felt like we didn't need to fit into these roles. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Everyone was just True. like a, a nerd and a jock at the same time and an artist. 
like huh where yeah and then you get to a school that school just felt like exactly like days to confused yeah where you where everyone was like very uh stuck in a role Mm mm-hmm um, I think that the Mitch character kind of looked like our, our buddy Mitch. <laughs> exactly at that in, age. In a, in, and yeah, in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to hear that name Mitch over and over again because I kept thinking about Mitch. Yeah. So, um, but <laughs> everyone was like, yeah, when this movie came out, they were like, oh my God, it's you, dude. Um, yeah, my, my junior high school and high school was a little bit different. I went to a, a public school in DC at that point. Sure. Before I went to private school for high school. Yeah. Very different. Very urban. Uh huh. Yeah. Urban. Yeah, we we were in suit coats. Yeah, oh, turtlenecks. Yeah. You're uh... <laughs> you were suit coats and turtlenecks. You bet. Oh my god! You went to like dead poets society. <laughs> yeah, holy hell! I mean, I went to Catholic school for high school. Yeah. So, I, but I, I mean, it was like your classic plaid skirt, knee highs, like polo shirt kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it was pretty. It was. It wasn't. Too was it fancy. coed or all... it was coed? Okay. And it was so. It was kind of there was like. There were the all boys and all girls schools, but those were more expensive. So those were for like the fancier kids. And then Archbishop Wood, where I went, was like kind of lower. It was thought of as like lower class amongst like the Catholic school kids. Yeah. Um, So they let you all mix it up together. Yeah. (laughs) Yup. (laughs) I mean, with enough room for the Holy Spirit, but. (laughs) I I really feel that kids that went to uh, same gender or one gender high schools did better. Not in my academically. Case. It not seems to like drag, it. not to drag the people that I know, but to drag the people that I once knew. Um, none of the girls that went to all girls prep schools got into their top schools right. for college, and all like all of my friends from my high school did. That's uh, which is interesting. Interesting, yeah. Uh, nuns didn't do so great over there. I, guess. I went to a Catholic school, a coed Catholic school, which mm-hmm. they actually made coed for freshman year of high school. I didn't last at the school. Um, but then I saw kids that went to like all of us went in DC. You kind of went to private schools, mm-hmm. if you could, right? Just based on the because the school system was pretty bad, the public school system. That's the same thing in oh, my hometown. They created a, a like an accelerated program within the, the public schools, though. So all the kids that graduated from that program all went to Ivy League schools, didn't pay for their educations, and the rest of us at all paid a lot of money for their high school education. That ended up going to like middling <laughs> colleges. <laughs> yeah, there were. I will say it was like my my high school was pretty big, so there were like yeah. tracks, and I was I just happened to be in like the smarty pants track, so I knew a lot of people who were going. No, not Ivies though. They didn't encourage Ivy League. Oh, uh, this was like all Ivy League. That's uh, I I just watched um one thing I thought about with this movie is like didn't matter what um group you were in. Yeah. Uh, because. Everybody kind of meshed together, right? And you see them all hopping from car to car, yeah. And it's just recom- different combinations of different of uh, of the kids. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I watched some of Heather's last night before going to bed, which is like, oh, I fucking love that movie. Yeah, high school in the eighties. The eighties is I feel like money became so much more of a yeah social Reagan piece. And uh, and you have like nerdy ass kids in that talking about like, well, my safety school's Princeton. I right. I'm gonna try to get into Harvard, right. and they're all like. These yuppie kid, these Alex B. Keaton kids right. that were like didn't really exist in in Dazed and Confused. Yeah, like, in this that's movie, so true. They're no, the most ambitious kids are like the journalism crew of right. three, and mm-hmm. they're not really talking about it in a way where they're like, "I just need to make money." Yeah, no, there's like no, <laughs> there's really no talk of like money or class at all in this. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there isn't. Yeah. Any like distinction there? I feel like it's like a kind of like a, a, a working class 
kind of a working class town. There was the one rich kid who yeah. wanted to have the party. Yes. His dad caught on oh, to that's him. right. Everyone knows <laughs> that dude. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I don't relate to this movie in the sense that like I didn't. I grew up in like a city, right? Yeah. So, but there's obviously a ton of relatable material when it comes to high school kids. Yeah, that was very similar. I mean, yeah, we keep getting older, and uh, in, in the <laughs> high school they stay kids, the same age. Yeah, it it's like universal. It's toddlers now. Yeah. To me. <laughs> well, maybe your high school experience is the same no matter where you go. The all of these archetypes exist. Sure. You know, uh, that's that was my thought about it was uh i think i wonder because like alex you just saw this for the first time Mm -hmm. and uh did it feel how did it feel like comparing and contrasting i mean it it made like the part where they were in the car like knocking over mailboxes made me anxious so bad because (laughs) i because i was like i knew people who did that and i wasn't like a i wasn't a part of that like crew or whatever yeah but like there were some people in my crew of people who like wanted to get up to more shit or whatever. And I was always the person I was like, no, please. I don't like, Hey, like, let's follow the rules. Like, like, I realized how much of like a true rule follower I was back in the day. I was such a nerd and I was just so afraid of getting in trouble. But I think my anxiety always stemmed from like, I can't get in so much trouble that I can't move away. Like I can't not, I have to get out of here. So like, I have to keep my head down to get the fuck out of here kind of thing. Yeah. So I was always trying my best to stay out of trouble or to, you know, skirt the rules in ways that I felt like I could talk my way out of at the very least. Um, and then other kids were just like, I want to fucking knock something over or burn something or let's do something crazy. And I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, uh, I, a story around that, like knocking over mailboxes. I never did anything like that, but I had a friend, uh, three friends who were like, this happened in DC. It's mind boggling, but they were like egging houses. Oh, we did that all the time. Yeah. And, uh, in like the spring Valley area, which is like pretty posh. Was that, was it me? And uh, up right by American University, and this kid, in. yeah, this kid, they egged you. They they egged your no, house. No, no, we egged people. Oh, you. And uh, oh, okay. but this guy ran out of his house brandishing a gun <laughs> and started shooting <laughs> oh, at no! my friends. Shooting? Yeah, and uh, they shot That's his, like in the movie. my friend's car up. Yeah, holy shit! And uh, oh my god! And he happened to be an off-duty cop whose oh. house they egged, and he ran outside and started shooting at this car. <gasps> and this was like in the nineties, so yeah. You know, if that had happened today, it'd be, oh, it'd be, yeah. it'd be a wrap. Right. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> you can't, you can't be doing that. Nope. You can't shoot but, up a teenager's car. No. Right. For, for some harmless shit. Yeah. Like, for egging, an egging. house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause my friend drove it back to his house and, uh, he was like, okay. And they looked at the outside of the car. It was like, he had gotten his license like three days before. Oh my God. So it was like their first time cruising out there. And they were like those tiny, you know, a bullet hole is not big. It's like no. a tiny little pinhole. And his dad went out and was like, why are there bullet holes in this <laughs> Corolla? I mean, can you imagine uh, but... what the parent must think? It's like you egg someone's house like, oh, I'm cross. They shot at you. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah. Right. I mean, we definitely did some destructive stuff in that in that neighborhood. Um, I remember Xavier smashed a play class window of a family eating dinner. Oh, my God. <laughs> never seen anything like it. They were eating like a lunch. Xavier <laughs> was just standing on his... Made eye contact with the family and just hit it with a golf club, and I couldn't believe that he did that. Oh my god! <laughs> but I remember one time we also during Halloween we uh, we used to smash pumpkins. Yeah, for somebody smashed our pumpkins in, a couple years. In a row. Wow, collateral Sammy damage. We found you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found you. Um, and it was on this block where my friend lived, so they caught us because we had smashed every pumpkin except for his house. <laughs> 
they were like, it's you, motherfucker. Yeah. So they found out the next no, day. No, that makes call sense. From, I love that my one house mom. is protected. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, okay, you're either, you're definitely part of the crew. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, so Spring Valley AU Park is known for <laughs> petty, petty vandalism. Petty crime. I love it. Dang. Yeah, a bunch of great little dialogues in this movie too mm-hmm. that very much felt like they were part of the nineties. Yeah, and that wave of like Tarantino like discussing pop culture. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the Gilligan's Island dialogue. Yeah. That oh was yeah, in the bathroom that was so random. <laughs> it was very random. They had a whole chalkboard presentation set up. <laughs> oh yeah, they were listing all of the episodes. One of so Tarantino's weird. favorite films, by the way, is this. He loves this movie. Wow, oh, that I makes sense. That. Yeah, when I read it. Because he loves uh, conversations happening in cars. Yeah. yeah, he's big on that. He yeah. loves like roving, uh, like a, a, a roving one, group. Yeah, roving groups and like a, a one subplot to kind of, kind of loosely follow. But, yeah. yeah. But what other dialogue? Uh... Uh, we had uh, the um, <clears throat> the every other decade speech. How uh, when the the redhead. Uh, mm-hmm. Rabisi, she's like, um, you know, the '60s were cool. The oh 70s right, suck, oh, the yeah. '80s are going to be radical, man. Yeah, <laughs> See, I felt like the '60s and '70s were cool in the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she got half of it right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but there is something where yeah. the decades always echo um, about twenty to thirty years later because the kids yeah. that grow up in a certain decade, when they start becoming the tastemakers, they look back nostalgically to the time mm. that they were from. I think so. So in the 80s, you see like all of this boomer nostalgia for like the late 50s, right. mm-hmm. early 60s. Yeah. And I think that you had people coming up in the 70s who were then of the age where they could start making their own movies or like talking about things. Right. And Which is why becomes the 90s. now we're like obsessed with the 90s. Yeah. But I do think that we're kind of obsessed with the 90s mixed with like the 70s. Right. As well, because I think the political turmoil is, like, mirroring that. A lot of the, like, intensive, like, you know, I don't know, they like felt civil to... discourse and stuff. Yeah, that... agreed. They, they <laughs> also felt like the two most similar decades, both in fashion and music and, like, what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's more cynicism during that time, and I think that, yeah. we're, in yeah. that peri- we're in a period of that, too. Like, Definitely. We have t- you know? Well, now we've seen the repercussions politically and socially yeah. what happened. So it's like, now we have every, now we're like, fuck, I we knew have it. every right. Yeah. Right. Like our, yeah, our, we're going to be the first generation that it doesn't do as well as our parents. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the, I mean, are you guys considered millennials? No. Technically. Yes. We're Technically? like on the fringe. Okay. Right. Or um, zillennials. Right. Xennials. Xennials. Cause oh, we're yeah. like, Cause like uh, you're bordering gen X, right? Yeah. We yeah. were the first yeah. of the non homeowner. <laughs> the non, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, like you could still buy candied cigarettes Mm -hmm. and stuff when we were growing up. You could buy candy (laughs) cigarettes in my town. Honestly, I think my hometown was a little bit stuck in 1950. Yeah. Like a tiny, like a tiny bit. I think I accidentally kind of grew up in like an American (laughs) girl doll backstory hometown. I didn't choose it. I accidentally, like I came to the city and was like, oh, wait, people don't act like this anymore? Like, not since 1950. I was just going to say, you kind of remind me of an American girl doll. Yeah. You get, that, you get that a lot. Uh, one of the lines that I really liked, or the dialogue, but it was like a very short dialogue, was when they're leaving the uh, uh, female teacher's classroom, and she was like, "When you're celebrating Fourth of July, remember that you're oh, celebrating that. Uh, a bunch of slave-owning white men who didn't want to pay their taxes." <laughs> and I was, was like, Fuck, "Man, I was like, that's what a what a great shot!" Just like, like he was, he just like slid that in there. It's like, yep, yeah, remember. And I'm like, that's exactly up. the kind of shit that we're all talking about now, yeah. but just like on Twitter instead. Yeah, you know? she was the cool teacher. Also, the, she was woke. 
She was woke. I also, uh, I really appreciated that you could sort of sexually harass your teachers in this. Oh, man. Yeah. When the uh, guy with the power eyebrows. She just patted him on the head and was like, get away I want to do that to somebody Who's so the, the football player with the power eyebrows? I don't remember. Like, oh, uh, my God, him. It looked like the Hulk mid-transformation. so much. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, you know, it's legal now. I'm, le- I'm, I'm out of town. Or like, I'm, I'm leaving school. It's barely could, legal. Bro. Yeah, we could, yeah. Be, we could keep this discreet. Yeah. She How just great. patted him on the head. Yeah. I do it. like, though, that as much as he just, like, he was walking around talking about, like, his sexual prowess the whole movie, and then right at the end, he's, like, talking in front of the girl who, like, he's dating, kind of, or something. Yeah. And she's like, okay, premature ejaculation right. or something. And he was like, what the fuck? And I thought that that was great to, like, break his character in half uh-huh. after this entire movie. He's, like, walking around like he's hot shit. And then the one girl who actually knows is like, shut up, mute shit. He took it pretty well. He couldn't yeah. be phased. He's, no. like, He's like, I'll show you. But that was, but I thought yeah. that that was, yeah. that was a nice moment for the girls to finally get a fucking shot in. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I feel like when he made that, that statement to the teacher and she patted him on the head, I yeah. feel like that's, that was pretty good that's too. the behavior that like, why, that's why like straight white men are so angry now <laughs> <laughs> because you can't, that, this, that world doesn't exist anymore and they want it back so bad. So they can just say whatever the fuck they want. And nothing you get happens. Patted on the head. They're like, you're. It's okay. You're it's just. Okay. You're just a guy. You're just a football That's player. That's just how you are. The, I will no. say the 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 jocks in my school got away with everything. Yeah, like, they, they do in every the, school. The girls, the girls basketball team won states, and then they came to school drunk, like the next day, and <clears throat> nobody got in trouble. Oh, really? Yeah. Drunk. And, yeah, they came to school drunk, and everybody was like, "Hey, you better knock it off, you guys. We know you're excited and everything." But yeah. then, like, I would skip class to, like, help the choir teacher sort music. And they were like, excuse me, ma'am, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding? Jocks in high school, but, like, they get off with more and more terrible stuff the, the further down the line they get. It's so school, true. Like, you're right. And then, like, you know, and then into the, the professional yeah. world. Nothing's shocking. It's just a culture of, you know, <laughs> yeah. turning the other cheek. Or looking yeah. the other way. Sorry. Not turning yeah. the other cheek. <laughs> yeah, that's completely the opposite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a scandal in like a small town when like three uh three football players like sodomize some kid and then like then yeah. they uh, like a mentally handicapped person or whatever. Oh that was a recent story. And then holy uh, fuck, what? are you serious? Then, oh, of course, Jesus. Uh, but this feels like this happens every couple years. And I don't then they're know like story. they get like slapped on the on the wrist like right. bad bad because we can't <laughs> we can't, we can't have uh the team next next season be you yeah. know. We can't lose. It's awful. This football you're team just, is the heart and soul. You're too important to our high school football team. Yeah. That is Texas. Yeah. That, play, that you know, it's pretty right. big over there. I guess. Yeah. So we're just gonna let like rigs. My high school. My high school football team got sponsored by Nike. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. They're so in high like, school. Like, what, that's insane. One of those they don't kids. even have a stadium. They don't oh. even have like a place to play regularly. But they got sponsored by Nike and got sent like shoes by like some famous athlete that I yeah. couldn't give a fuck about. The college I went to was the alma mater for. Uh, the president of Nike, and he bought them a two hundred million dollar gym. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so it just keeps. That's why I went to NYU after. I was like, I don't like school spirit. I'm yeah. over having school spirit. I don't have any of it. No, thank you. <laughs> That's why I'm glad I grew up in a northeastern city. Yeah, because <laughs> that high school experience is a little bit different. But yep. So uh, I don't know. Any final thoughts on this movie, guys? I liked it more than I expected to. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I was kind of hooked once that car chase happened. Um, and then McConaughey got introduced like 30 minutes in, maybe an hour in. And I was like, oh, nice. So McConaughey is what did it for you for this one? A little bit. His character? Mm, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know. I like that it was kind of bizarre. It was bizarre to me that it didn't have a plot. But by the end of it, I was like, it was kind of cool that it didn't have a plot. And that it was just kind of like exploring teen culture. And it didn't really have any other purpose. And it was all very like low stakes. It was kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't seen it for however many years. Uh, watching it as an adult, um, I, fa- I found myself, A, like watching their antics and becoming like tired. And then like having to pee. When I watched them drink beer, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom now. Uh, and I also found myself a lot of like, mirror being neurons. Tired. Yeah, I was like, this makes me tired. All this oh, activity. I was like, oh. Um, like, yeah. But how also, many joints are you guys going to yeah. smoke? Yeah, like, right? Dude, Holy hell. Think about tomorrow. Though think about the how weed, you're going to feel back tomorrow. then wasn't no, as was, strong. Wasn't nearly as strong stronger. as now. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was talking to this guy from DC. Uh, side note, uh, who's a, was a D, he was, you know, that was his business. Mm-hmm. Was uh, and weed in DC was like not very strong in high school. And then he said uh, the reason that weed got so powerful was nine uh, eleven. So he was saying that, yeah, what? before yeah, nine eleven because nine eleven closed all the ports, so we lost that like uh, that trench weed, the oh, garbage weed, the garbage. And weed. so the only dealers that were still uh, around or producers were the people that were doing, um, you know, greenhouse yeah. high uh, quality, uh, high quality, quality hydroponics. Shit. So then, you know, they couldn't keep, there was a drought for a little while, but once they figured out how to like scale up, all the weed just got really good. Sick. Yeah. So, I got my mom high and she was like, what the fuck is this? This is not weed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, thank you, Al Qaeda. Thank the Taliban <laughs> for that, for that chronic now. That. We had some good weed in the nineties in DC, but we kind of had to seek it out and find people within that culture. But yeah. Like, yeah. The street weed was you tough. You define your slaters. At least with strychnine and trash. And <laughs> yeah. Just bad. Right. Those kind buds came from, uh, you know, like very lo- independent, uh, growers. Right. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't industrial and scaled up oh, yeah. like that yet. Oh, you Support mean like local the, businesses, the mass weed, you know? The That's street, I mean. the street yeah. product. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So else? you got tired. Yeah, I got tired. <laughs> yeah. And I, I honestly found myself siding with parents and authority figures, except for the cops. Like I was like, I understand what everyone's talking about. Like I, you know, as an adult, okay, I yeah, relax. I, I I grew up. Um, I mean, it, it's. I don't know how this movie holds up because I don't remember exactly how. Like I just remember it was weed smoking, partying, and stuff that I was just like attracted to. Uh, as a story, it's good. Just it's kind of like campy nostalgia, but. I mean, it's a good, good watch if you haven't seen it before. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, the music's dope. Also, sorry, music's I just want to say that again. I want to listen to this music all the time. I love, uh, I love Richard Linklater's early uh, movie style. I like this mm-hmm. movie a lot. I think it's more of a meditation than like a plot-driven mm-hmm. film. But it does, it does have. Uh, it's more like just hitting on themes, which are universal, and that sort of like coming of age. Ending one part of your life, moving, transitioning into the next one, be mm-hmm. it from eighth grade to ninth grade or from uh, high school to being an adult and sort of people. And it shows like these examples of people who are stuck uh, through in O'Bannon and in uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, yeah. Woodson. And uh, you get to see all of these archetypes from high school that feel universal. Like every time I, when I watched this in high school, I was like, who's that? Who's that like? And watching it again, comparing to high school mm-hmm. now um and then how and then seeing looking back at this time capsule of like this movie was made in the 90s about the 70s and comparing them and how close they were together mm-hmm. aesthetically and uh and also it just felt like uh it's not a feel-good movie to me it was kind <laughs> of like about the boredom and the yeah. dead end of the suburbs truly because and when you watch it the first time like um you know, oh, this is a movie about weed. It's about partying. It was like, 
what I thought the title meant, like dazed and confused. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's just about how when you're in high school, uh, transitioning into being an adult, everything is American society is just dazing and confusing. Truly, yeah. I remember being so mad in school <laughs> because of how bored I was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like I feel like that was definitely throughout. That's why they were like smashing people's fucking mailboxes. Like, we don't have anything else to do. We're right. just going to drive around. They're f- yeah, like, yeah. Like, we see it as this one fun moment because they're having that party. But think about what the rest of their day is. Exactly. It's like a banal nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the adults in their lives don't have anything to offer them. Nope. And uh, they don't have any dreams. No, none of the characters have real dreams of what they want to do. You just have Pink saying that he wants to try something different. Yeah. And yeah. ultimately, the escape in the end is buying tickets to see Aerosmith, <laughs> which is That's like, so true. you might as well drink Drano. <laughs> I mean, they drink in a field and they climb something called the Moon Tower, which is scaffolding with, yeah. light, do, with yeah. lights on it. That was like an activity for them. Yeah, you know? yeah, climbing the water tower. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a great movie, and I give it... He did a good job of making it relatable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I give it, uh, what, um, eight doobies. Eight doobies. Nice. <laughs> Alex? Oh, yeah, I forgot that you have, you have rating system here. Um, I give it... <laughs> we don't really. That's <laughs> when we feel inspired. Um, I give it six Hanson brother haircuts. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Six fake IDs yeah. on my end. Cool. All right, everybody, that has been another episode of Eat, Pray, Judge. Alex Shannon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on the Ridiculous People podcast, uh, anywhere you get podcasts, uh, at a Ridiculous Pod on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and at Alex Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N, on Twitter and Instagram. That's great. You can find me at GabePacheco.com, and uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to Eat, Pray, Judge. Uh, also, send us some feedback. Send us recommendations of movies you want to hear us yes. talk about. Because we are happy to take your requests. Sam, anything from you? Nope. You can find me uh, on the Eat, Pray, Judge Instagram page, Twitter feed, and at Sammy Hamarne on Twitter. So, like Gabe said, give us some feedback and talk about some films you want to see. All right. Thanks, guys. We love you. Bye.